emergency podcast of Cinefile. We normally record Tuesdays. The pod comes out Thursday. But after the events of Sunday, and yes, I'm talking about the fact Albert Pujols is returning to the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, unbelievable. Albert, the Hall of Famer, is back. And listen, doesn't have the power he once had, more of a slap hitter. But speaking mm-hmm. of slaps, of course, the Academy Awards last night and the slap heard around the world. In terms I was going to say, Rock, he's we'll never say. been a slap hitter. You just wanted to get that in, that joke, well, huh? Obviously. What do you think? I'm I improvising <laughs> this stuff. I had like nine hours to think of material here, Cody. Come on. Albert Pujols slap hitter. Uh, so it's great to have no one better than my man, Ben Lyons, who, of course, is responsible for the fact we covered the Oscars together, uh, won an Emmy Award for our coverage. I'm saying this for David Sampson, who's unaware of our credentials. We then did the Oscars the next year, also got nominated. But, of course, Ben is a pro's pro. Ben, you've done, I guess, at least 12 to 14 Academy Awards you've covered. All those years at E, right? At least a dozen. Yeah, years uh, years at E, years at IMDb, Yahoo with you for the Academy. I've been hired and fired many times. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that, because I'm there right there with you, brother. Um, so we want to talk about the movies and, of course, the Oscars, but it's got to be emergency podcast because of what happened with Chris Rock and Will Smith. So let's get into it. In case you've somehow missed it, I'm sure you have not. But oh, wait, Chris wait, Rock wait, is hold on, hold on. You- I, you said emergency podcast. I thought it was because all those Power of the Dog nominations, they didn't win that yeah. Oscars. That's not... <laughs> One win? Did I get that oh. right? One win out of 12 nominations? Right. Yeah, you, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we will, by the way, get into our ballots, because Ben and I took some swings, okay? A lot of people out there like to pick the favorite. Me and Ben like to go out there and, you know, take some chances. Yeah, yeah took some those swings. Didn't Probably not the night to say that, but uh, Adnan, <laughs> I will uh, will discuss the Will Smith event with you. You know that my father is New York City's biggest card-carrying Boston Red Sox fan. And when asked why a native New Yorker could mm-hmm. dedicate his life to the Old Town team, he quotes Blaise Pascal, a philosopher, who says, the heart knows reason that reason knows nothing about. And the idea that Yes, it is insane to jump up on that stage and punch someone or slap someone or attack someone in that way or curse at them. That is not a rational thing to do. And he was the first one to admit that because the heart has reason that reason itself knows nothing about. I understand it. I don't condone it. I don't support it. Um, But at the same time, I have empathy for him in that moment because Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith's relationship is complicated. We all know that. In fact, Regina Hall got a joke off earlier in the night about their their, their marriage, and he seemed to be okay with that. Now, I assume Regina has a relationship with Jada Pinkett that is maybe more positive than the Chris Rock relationship. Don't forget, the two of them were part of the Madagascar franchise. Now, you say, well, it's an animated movie. They don't work together. Well, guess what? They travel the world promoting it and they're on private planes and in hotels and press tours and press conferences and they have a relationship. So you don't know what that relationship is like. And for Will Smith to take that moment that is the culmination of a lifetime of dedicating to Hollywood. The guy's been a, the biggest movie star in the world for 30 years. And it's, just, it's a crowning achievement. It's the culmination of all the sacrifice, hard work, dedication And for him to just throw it all away in that moment was wild, but it was also so Will Smith because this man has shared with us so much, like from the red table to the memes, to the ups and downs of his career. He's he's, we've seen him fully like him talking about Tupac and his wife. Like there's a lot with Will Smith. And that's why he put it in a book and he channeled in a book. So I'm going to go back and revisit his autobiography this week to try to have a deeper understanding of, the moment and it's so sad. That's what it is. Like it's a fun for the for the internet last night and some tweets and everybody was in shock. I was shocked the award show continued. 
like how did they give out an, a, an award to Questlove like two minutes later? That was crazy. that was that was wild. Yeah. The Chris, the Questlove awkwardness, and I felt bad for him in that moment. That it was just there was there's so many layers to this. All right, I I, I hear you about Will Smith. I hear you about Will Smith taking umbrage, complicated relationship. You don't slap a guy. He, he ruined the night bed. He should be ashamed of himself. He ruined the night for everybody. No one is talking about the fact Coda won Best Picture. Troy Costner, a beautiful, moving speech. Jane Campion, another female Best Director winner. No, Will Smith made it about himself. And I get it. He didn't like the joke. Chris Rock made a joke. The joke was offsides. I don't know if Chris Rock knows Jada Pinkett Smith has alopecia or not. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Either way, fine. The joke is tasteless, right? In Will's opinion, joke is not funny. Although he laughed at the joke. Clearly laughed at the joke. Yeah. Maybe he's laughing because he's supposed to laugh. I get that. Sometimes in the moment, you go, oh, can we just laugh it up? I'm actually hurt. But he laughs at the joke. They cut away. Jada's upset. He goes up there and slaps another guy and starts cursing him out. So to your point, I get in the emotion, you're fired up and you're, you're volatile. Okay, I got that. But then when you win your Oscar, your crowning achievement, as you said, you are a great actor. You are a blockbuster celebrity. This is your moment. you got to go up there and in three sentences take care of it. I'd like to apologize to the Academy, which he did. Great. I'd like to apologize to the nominees. Thanks. And I'd like to apologize to Chris Rock because violence is not the answer ever. Further to that point, I didn't care for his comment, but me and Chris will take care of that afterwards. Ha, 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 and let's move on. Shameful. It's shameful behavior by Will Smith. He, he let down the audience, Ben. Everyone's talking about this. No one's talking about the Oscars now. We could be having fun, talking about great moments, or bashing the Oscars, and one of the worst in-memoriam segments I've ever seen in my life. We should be doing that today. Instead, we're talking about Will Smith. Which, how about good was that Pulp Fiction tribute? How Look, disappointing was the Godfather tribute? Will made it about himself, and they're uh, applauding him? Where's the security? You just slapped the dude, and he's getting hugs and bro hugs. I'm like, wait a second, you can't do that. It Chris, reminds Rock took me, it, Chris Rock with the chin of a freaking champion. He's Ali up there. Of the scene, and I just watched it the other day, it reminded me of the scene of an American gangster where Denzel Washington goes across the street and he just pops Idris in the head and then goes back and has brunch with his family. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're oh like, God. what? And well, was one of the best moments because Rock looked to the side like, are we going to do anything here? Like, are you going to get him out of here? Are we going to like, okay. You know what? Uh, you know what? You know, it's interesting. You go back and watch it a million times like we all have today. Chris yeah. Rock's something to the effect of, I could go that I'm not going to. So, you know, there's yeah. some he showed restraint. Absolutely. And the, the, the craziest, wildest moment of the whole thing was just the, the like tough guy with explosion walk off. Like he's an action star. He blows stuff up in bad boys and then turns and walks away and doesn't even look at the explosion. That's yeah. what he did in that moment. <laughs> Kind of like popped his jacket. Yeah, popped his jacket. Yeah. Like walked back and was like, <laughs> I will wait here for 20 minutes till you give me my Oscar. And Will yeah. Smith became the biggest supporter of every other nominee and stuff after that. He was always like, oh, okay, oh, good yeah. job. Like, he's like, this is all normal. Everything's fine. Nothing to see here. The amount of people who were like, is this a bit? And, and, and I'm curious, Ben, like real time, because I'm watching it. And I love Chris Rock. He comes up like, hey, Chris Rock's here. Great. Great joke. I love this joke. But Javier Bardem, he can't afford Penelope Cruz to lose. Because if he wins, it's a bad scene. Like, man, you got this going to happen. Funny joke. I like it. He, he, they kind of actually cut to shut a will prior to the joke aimed at Jada. It's a Jada, I love you. As you said, they've worked together before. Makes a G.I. Jane joke, which again, if you're looking at offensive jokes, I don't think that, and again, mm. I understand your point. Like, I, mm. I, I listen, Ben, th that is not 
like cutthroat. Look at Ricky Gervais' stuff Gervais has said. Would you imagine if Ricky Gervais was at the Oscars or after the Golden Globe, someone took umbrage at the stuff he said? He had one of the great lines ever at Mel Gibson. He goes, normally I say, I like a drink as much as the next man, unless that man is Mel Gibson. This was after Mel was busted. Do you want? Mel gets out there laughing and plays up the joke. You're a celebrity. Ben, if you're in that situation, you've got to know it's like at a comedy club. I might get some fire here. This is part of the joke. you got to take the joke, right? Adnan, I, I love you so much and you make so much sense. However, all those things you're talking about are not apples to apples because Mel Gibson getting a DUI and, and spewing his hatreds of the Jewish people right. is something that he has to take ownership of and live with. It's not somebody sitting there attacking your wife who has a disease that has her going to the most judged and ridiculed environment in the world. You've been on that red carpet with your wife. You know what that is like. Everyone is on their thing. And to have somebody who you might have a bad relationship with, and if they crack that joke, it doesn't land. Or you might have a good relationship with them, and you say, really, dude, you're my man, and you're going to do that in this moment. So I'm not saying it's right. It's obviously the wrong way to behave. However, I completely understand it. And what's wild is I remember, honestly, real talk, I and mean, I'm sitting watching uh, the awards with my folks last night, which I don't really get the privilege to do often. So I was very excited to be able to watch with my dad as he sat there and essentially criticized the entire show. Um, <laughs> well, listen, uh, if you're a movie lover, if you're a cinephile, that was a shameful show. I mean, you're right. trying to watch the Oscars and the Grammys broke out. <laughs> okay, last time I checked, this is about movies, but I got Beyonce kicking He's things like, off. He's like, who is this? I'm like, dad, it's DJ Khaled. Let me explain. He comes out. Megan Thee Stallion, noted actress. Great to have her involved. because clearly yeah. DJ Khaled moment. He is so lucky today that that Will Smith thing happened because that was so cringe. That, oh my God, that I didn't even think about it. See, that's what I mean. That Khaled moment, I remember writing it down. This was so embarrassing. I got to talk about this. No one's thinking about that you, moment. I tried to like take the stage from three women. That was a wild moment. And I'm explaining that to my father. So, okay, so so back back to, um, uh, to, to Will Smith and Chris Rock. When they show the tease that Chris Rock's going to be there and he's about to present, I was like, mm, really? <laughs> right. He's not in a good place right now. He's hosted before, so maybe he's going to be kind of salty that he uh, I just didn't like it. Okay. And then he kind of he kind of took the stage from from Wanda and Amy and, and, and Regina and was like, oh, I've hosted before. So let me do my whole like crack jokes on people thing like I've done. And he didn't even say Penelope Cruz's name. He just said Javier Bardem and his wife. He didn't say her name. And it's yeah. like. She's nominated for being an incredible Penelope Cruz, dude. Like, I, I, what, fair I point. like the whole thing. And then when you see Will Smith start to walk towards him, Cody, you're a big WWE guy. You're like, <laughs> okay, this feels scripted. This is, yes. feels like a moment, something like that. He's like, oh, King Richard, here he right, comes. Yeah, because Rock's smiling. He's going to come in like <laughs> a school. Okay, he's committed to this bit now. That's a long walk. So what is he going to say or do? He's going to like, hey, man, that's it's not going to land. Oh, he just sm- – oh, this is real. Okay. And then you and know – Of course, when I watch it, Ben, you're like, what is happening right now? Because obviously the audio has gone, seven-second delay. Thank God That's for why I knew it was real. That's why I knew it was real. There was never a moment where I thought it was fake because you and I know from doing that show, they only dump that audio when people are cursing. And it happens – but it was bleeped for a while, so much so that my dad reached for the remote and he turned up the volume. I go, <laughs> ben, no, help no, me no, out no. over here. What's going on here? Will Smith wilding in the front row. Um, 
But man, I mean, I always say adding in too on Oscar night, I always love seeing who's in the front row in the area who's cut, you know, it's kind of the who's running Hollywood right now. And you almost had Zendaya sitting there in the front by herself, kind of like on an island, the way the staging was with kind of that Golden Globes hangout vibe as opposed to the traditional theater. But awkward chairs, awkward chairs, awkward were like, like lounge chairs, lounge chairs. Are we hanging out? Or are we at the, at the <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And uh, and it's always like, a you know, it's a thing who's there and who's not there. Right. And no Matt Damon, right. you know, George Clooney, you know, you have no sort of people who have been there in the past. Right. Miss the years of Nicholson. I know it's been a decade, but I'd love to get Jack trotted out there again with the sunglasses. Go right. Ahead. You know, so uh, so the fact, yeah, Will Smith, who, I, you know, Will Smith's never hosted Saturday Night Live. I would love to see Will Smith host Saturday Night Live. I don't know if this increases or hurts his <laughs> doing that, but I want to put that out there. Season right. coming. He's never hosted. He's never hosted. Um, and, um, you know, it's, a it's, it's, a it's an, it's an unfortunate moment too. Um, because there's so, there's so much that goes with black Oscars and the Oscars and the black actors at the Oscars. Like it's such a conversation point and it's unfortunate, the lack of representation over the years. Um, and now you have this, this moment where Will Smith's winning for the, for his third acting nomination. He's nominated as a producer. Uh, Will Packer producing the Oscars. You just want to, you just want to keep moving forward. I couldn't agree more. Race is a big part of this. You've got two massively successful black entertainers, Chris Rock, one of the great standups of all time, and Will Smith, who, as Ben said, is a gigantic star. You know, deserving the Academy Award, third nomination. No one is disputing that. Um, but again, if you recap, it's okay. If the joke didn't land, the joke didn't land. But Will Smith didn't handle it well. Doubled down on it, and then the speech I thought was awful. I mean, it was literally one of the worst speeches ever. It was so self-indulgent. Well, he was clearly rattled. Five minutes and 19 seconds of bawling and making it about himself, and he's a vessel. He's a vessel of love. You just slapped a guy. You just just showed violence. Go ahead, Cody. No, he was like going back and forth between addressing what just happened and sticking to like the bullet points you could tell he wanted to hit if he won. It was like a weird combo of I'm trying to make you guys feel better about what just happened and I want to hit all my bullet points. Like kept inexplicably talking about, I mean, I know he's going to talk about the Serena sisters, but he kept going back to them because you could tell he was just so rattled. But I do have a question. Anyway, I got to make one more point, then you go. Rochelle Carey, who is great. She was a longtime uh, anchor at CNN and I follow her on Twitter. She said, watch how people in Hollywood won't call Will Smith out for violence committed in front of an audience because he's powerful. Now you can see why women in Hollywood felt powerless to stop men who abused and harassed them behind closed doors. When he said in that speech, love will make you do crazy things, all I kept thinking about was any woman who's been abused has heard that so many times. His speech yeah. was truly upsetting. The fact that yeah. people are making excuses for his behavior is also just as upsetting. It's not an Go excuse ahead. I'm making. I want to make that clear. It's trying to understand the action. Obviously, right. it's not appropriate in how you behave yourself, and there should be some type of ju- ramifications for it. But I understand it and I, because I also understand how insane and uncomfortable and wild that environment is to begin with. It's not a normal social setting. Everyone's energy, and that's what I love about the Oscars, Adnan, is because it turns the most unscripted, accomplished people into normal people. They're wide-eyed. I remember being backstage once, and Matt Damon presented for documentary, and he walked off the stage, and he was like. Oh my God. Oh my God. I could feel my veins popping out of my neck and Clooney's in the front row cracking jokes at me. And I'm like, Oh my God. And it's just so cool. Cause it's Matt Damon. He's Jason Bourne. He's never flustered <laughs> when he's got six Bulgarian guys trying to kill him, but presenting an award, he turns into you and me. Like, I love that about the Oscars. So it's a weird spot. And it was a, just a very unfortunate incident and just wild. 
It does speak and volumes about you, though, that you are not one to judge and chastise. Ben is the one looking for understanding here. You're not, as you said, you're not condoning, you're not supporting, just going, hey, man, just try to put yourself in the guy's shoes. That's all we're to saying. And to Ben's point, think about the narrative around their relationship, about, you, like, you yeah. were cheated on. Like, I don't know. I don't want to get reckless here, but yeah. there's, they did those things. Sure. So it's like like a lot of shame, a lot of, oh, you didn't stick up for yourself. Like, you didn't yeah. defend your – and so he, there's a lot of, like, baggage here, and it's just yeah. – it made me sad. That's why I, I start when I honestly, I was – I was I bought into the Twitter stuff. I was enjoying it when it happened, yeah. and then when he won and he made his speech, I got made sad. When he was up there, I could see the 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 wheels moving of like, holy shit, I got to cover this. I was made totally sad when he made his speech. But how do you guys think this story is different if instead of Chris Rock making the joke, it's The Rock? Because I don't think he's walking up there and slapping anybody. <laughs> well, that's part. Listen, if Wanda Sykes makes that joke, he's obviously not going to go up there and act the way he did. If it's Amy yeah. Schumer doing it. If it's Ricky Gervais, maybe he does. I don't know. But to Ben's point, sometimes when you're tight with a guy, you get more upset. That you should know better not to make that We sense. don't know what the relationship is. We have no idea right. what the relationship is. And the two of those guys have been around Hollywood long enough. So something right. tells me that it's a, like just a crazy relationship. And in 2016, Chris Rock, when he hosted, made a joke at Jada's expense about she's boycotting the Oscars. Right. That's like me saying I'm boycotting uh, no, you Rihanna's can't boycott pants. You're not invited to. She was boycotting I was not invited. Yeah, so, so white. That's like me boycotting Rihanna's panties, which right. again is There's a funny history. line. I'm going to back up There's the history. That. Yeah, that was a good joke. <laughs> so that maybe Will didn't joke. like that joke then. Okay, I'm going to stick up for her now. I saw a tweet that was circulating from 2016. I forget who, who put it up there, but saying that after that monologue you mentioned, Cody, where Rock was ripping Jada Pinkett, uh, that Will Smith should get up there and punch him. And somebody tweeted that out in 2016. <laughs> so that's making the rounds. What? What you think it's the first three rows that can just do whatever they want? Like when does security come out? If someone in the fourth row rushes the stage, what row is it that it's like okay they can rush? Yeah, I think yeah, I it's the line where if you're like the makeup and hairstylist for Gucci, you can't <laughs> rush the stage for like House of Gucci. You're like what? Yeah. Tammy Faye doesn't deserve this. Yeah, like I saw people tweet it. Like, what if it was random? At, what if it was Jessica Chastain's husband that went up there? It's a totally, you know, what I mean, the fact that it was Will Smith, like that's why even the producers were like, "Is there a bit here that we're missing? Was there a bit planned?" It's like, that was, by the way, Jessica Chastain's oh. husband is such a sweet man. He wears these beautiful Italian suits, and I see him in a oh. with cappuccino and his kids, and he's yeah. just such a nice guy. Just It'll a random example. Very like, no, I know, yeah. but I was just imagining that guy. I was like, that's great. And happy Valley. Let's get back to the award. You mentioned Chastain. Yeah. About that, huh? Yes. How about yeah, that? You're right. Let's finish up our rock. Let's get back to the awards. Here's the one thing I will say, Ben. People saying Will's career is over, that's absurdity. The guy is a gigantic what? cigar. He just whoa, like, whoa, this, whoa. this will tarnish his career. I go, what are you talking about? The guy is a gigantic cigar. He just won an Academy Award. I don't know what's going to happen next, but maybe apologize. Maybe he doesn't apologize. Actually, if I was a betting man, I don't think he'll apologize. He's like, whatever. I'm moving on with my life, and that's it. But this will go down as his most memorable thing. I get no, what, no, 20 no, no, years no. from now, 20 years from no. now, when I'm telling my kids about Will Smith, I'll be like, no, he one no. time slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. I'm telling you. A footnote, Chris. Like, footnote. honestly, it, he's going to – this man has had every high, low, you, twist and turn in a Hollywood career. He's going to be around for another 30, 40 years. Thought it was odd he didn't shout out his kids. I didn't hear <laughs> – Or his wife. Thought that was yeah, his wife. Yeah, in the speech, because again, I, I have several people calling me an idiot because when I say he didn't thank his weather, go, no, he did. I'm like, no, I, I watched it twice. Being able to care for my mother, my wife, and my family. So he didn't thank her. He mentioned her. You want to clear that? But did not yeah. mention, you're right, his kids by name. Being able to love and care for my family and my wife. I'm taking him up too much time. Thank you for this honor. By the way, how great would it have been if Cumberbatch had won? Garfield wins. Out, tick, tick, boom. Let's go. I that will really lose this. 
if if Kevin Costner had gotten on that stage and like made a Jada Pinkett joke about one of her movies, <laughs> if he was like. <laughs> Ben, imagine if Gervais was hosting. This is raw meat to a comedian. Are you kidding? It was him or Billy Crystal. They go, oh my God, like, let's go. I, if that happened earlier in the night, every night now, it's Will Smith jokes, the rest of the way. Kevin Costner, there, though, Kevin yeah. Costner was not the guy to take that. Anthony Hopkins, a little British sarcasm. Like, oh, Wilson, that was hilarious. Yeah, Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins, <laughs> the only hilarious. guy who wanted to venture to that territory with a little sly British sarcasm. Oh, Wilson. I agree with you, Will. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Those Matrix Sync sequels, what were we thinking? You know, everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Uh, All right, let's get back to the actual Oscars themselves, because clearly, you know, people are going to be upset about these things and whatever. The actual Oscars themselves, Ben and I have done it. And to Ben's point about searching for understanding rather than just scorching, it's a tough job. It's a thankless job. Who the hell wants to produce the Oscars? Everyone's going to torture you. Everyone's going to second guess you. This isn't right. This is right. I feel like in today's world, everything is all about second guessing. So they're going to take some chances. They'll take some swings. We'll get to what didn't work in a second. Here's what I did think worked. I did think it was nice to have those three comedians together. And they were funnier than I thought they'd be. I thought the monologue was better than I thought it'd be. Schumer's don't look up joke hit. Don't look up at the reviews. Uh, I thought the being Ricardo's joke was funny, uh, but the lack of humor, that's like telling Michael Jordan's life story and just showing a bunch of bus rides. Uh, the Florida Gay Bill got a huge round of applause. Like monologue-wise and the hosts, they kind of disappeared, Ben, which happens, right? You do the monologue, then you disappear. But I thought they could have themselves better than most would have given them credit for. You? I thought they were great. I don't think there was enough of them. I thought some of the bits maybe went a little too long pulling all the guys on stage. We get it. Right. That you don't have to go back and then grope Josh Brolin. Like, I get it. <laughs> the DPCR. Um, our test <laughs> but uh yeah covid humor is always interesting in, in these times we live in um but they did a great job and they kept the show moving and fun and light and they went for it and they came out as spider-man and they had fun with the celebrities in a way that was was enjoyable and i, I so it's a thankless job like you said and i don't understand how the show cuts a bunch of awards and is still three hours Three and a half hours. <laughs> this is the thing, right? The eight awards, which guys like you and me care about, the so-called craft categories, below the line guys, editing, which is a major award, one of the eight categories, they still went three hours and 39 minutes. That was my biggest quibble. They were really pumping up the music rather than the movies. And of course, The Godfather, which you and me and anybody who loves movies loves 50-year anniversary, you're literally showing clips, Ben, around the Nino Rota's music. It's like hip-hop. Like, I don't need this. I'd like to hear lines from The Godfather or hear the immortal score. And then they come out, and they were 
were fine. I mean, they're old, right? Coppola got a few minutes, which was nice. Bob doesn't have anything to say anyways. Al's just happy to be there, and that's it. You should have had a montage of other people talking about The Godfather. I used to love those old clips from the Oscars, other people saying how movies inspired them. That would have been so much better. The Godfather tribute to me. I was so excited for it. Where's Jimmy Kahn? Where's Duvall? Where's Diane Keaton? I, I, should have, I, I thought it should have been a lot better. Yeah, I didn't understand that. We're just all of a sudden honoring movies that we liked from 50 years ago, 40 years ago. E.T. celebrating its 40th anniversary doesn't make the cut, but foods with the letter Q, let's all get... (laughs) Well, how about this? If you want to see round numbers, fine. I'll do this sometimes in the pod, but the 28th anniversary of Pulp Fiction? Yeah. Like, we feel like, and I love weird. Pulp Fiction. You know, of course, it's an immortal movie. And that, by the way, I thought was handled great. I love the fact they were dancing. I love the jokes uh, and the references to the movie. I love the briefcase. That was handled seamlessly. I love they did an outstanding job there. White the man can jump a little awkward. White man can jump? White, that was a little awkward, that one. That's what I mean. Like, what, like I love white, can, white man can jump. <laughs> Obviously, it's a movie that is one of the, the seminal movies of my life, if you want to say. Right. Sure, I love that film. Pulp Fiction and uh, and The Godfather. I'm not sure it gets a seat at that table. Five dollar milkshake, uh, Royal with cheese. All that stuff was great. Uh, as far as the awards themselves, so Ben and I want to take some chances because if you're going to go chalk, I mean, you can just go to DraftKings. Of course, we love DraftKings and just the payments. That's fine. But you and I both were the same opinion. They would spread the wealth around a little bit. Editing, I was so thrilled that you backed me up with Don't Look Up. I was less than thrilled we did not win in that category. But if we had won. Not that we're gambling on it, but that's a pretty big payout. I'm like, that's a, that's a gutsy call. And I thought editing, it's flashy, it's quick, no chance. The big story here, Dune, Ben. I, listen, we've gone away from the years of a, a film like that dominating the craft categories. That's why you and I thought they would spread the wealth, but no. I, best sound, I thought, West Side Story, musicals do well. Um, you know, categories like that be a little bit different. No, no, Dune crushed it in the technical categories. Clearly a movie, really loved by the Academy. Yeah, but that happens in recent years. Mad Max, Fury Road. Very well in the technical categories. I believe the Dark Knight received nominations across seven of the technical categories, um, but didn't receive a, de- a nomination for Christopher Nolan as director, which is odd because if you're the director, you're in charge of all the technical categories. Um, I thought that Dune was a, 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 obviously an achievement in, in terms of the visual look of it. It is an incredible film to absorb. Um, and it should be honored as such. I think the big snub and surprise of the night when you're talking about the actual awards getting spread around was West Side Story. You know, you think Steven Spielberg, Disney Machine, uh, a, a film beloved by the Academy, which is traditionally a little older. Like, I, I won, I believe, one just for supporting actress. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I thought it had a chance in costume design as well. But they do spread the wealth around in that, you know, you, you see Coda win, you see Dune win, you see um, uh, Power of the Dog win for director, you see Tammy Faye win for makeup and for actress. So, you, you know, you've got uh, King Richard gets for Will. So at Monday morning on, on uh, you know, on television, you can say from the Oscar winning film, from the Oscar winning film, it's better for the industry if there are more movies that have the privilege of saying that than Lord of the Rings won all the Oscars. Go see it again, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's, a, it's actually a really big night if you want to get some inside baseball at man, just in terms of the industry getting a, an Oscar for a streaming film, for Coda, for Apple. Yeah. It's a movie that, first of all, First time we've seen, I believe, a Sundance film go all the way to win Best Picture, a film that win at Sundance, then to go win at the Oscars a year yeah, and a half. Audience ago. Award to actually go all the way. I think you're right on that. That's yes. Good. Here's the thing. So three nominations in Picture and Screenplay and Supporting Actor. So I said, 
initially it's not going to win because no directing nomination and no uh, lead or lead actress category and nothing in the craft categories. And I said, that's just incredibly unusual. Power of the Dog, 12 nomination will do well. But you and I flipped our vote, as did many people. Once the SAG gave it to CODA, Screen Actors Guild Award, obviously, and the Producers Guild, they said, okay, it's going to be CODA. So momentous moment. I, I didn't think the movie was particularly strong. I thought it was a glorified Hallmark movie. I love what it stands for, and it's great to see hearing-impaired actors get their moment. Kotzer's speech was one of the best moments of the night, but I've seen these coming-of-age stories a million times. I've seen them in better movies. I thought Belfast was a more impactful film, more poignant. Love seeing Kenny Brana winning an Oscar for screenplay. Talk about a great speech. Articulate, quick, 30 seconds, classy. Love Kenneth Branagh, first win after eight nominations. But I think you're a bigger fan of CODA than I was, right? Yeah, I also love what it represents, the idea that a movie without big stars can get Apple, a company that desperately wants uh, validation in the world of movies, to spend $25 million at Sundance, setting a record. And what's incredible about that, too, Adnan, is because it did it at Sundance when it wasn't a normal Sundance where people are in theaters and you could feel the buzz on Main Street. This was the virtual Sundance and they still dropped 25 million on it. So they knew that they had something special. And what that does now is it lets movie stars, filmmakers, writers, creators know that at these streaming services, you can get paid and make the work that you want to make. And you can't always do that at the studio, right? You've heard the phrase one for them, one for me, or two for them, one for me, whatever it is. The yeah. idea to be a big star you can come to our, our streaming platform, make your movie and make money. It'll get seen and it will be seen by your peers because let's be honest, that's really what you want, the validation from your Hollywood community. No other industry uh, awards itself for three and a half hours publicly like Hollywood does. There's no dentist awards for the best orthodontist. So you want that recognition from your peers. We'll give you that too. We're not going to be marginalized anymore on Oscar Sunday. And boy, did Ted Sarandos want it for Netflix. They've been going oh. hard the last couple of years from The Irishman to Roma to Power of the Dog. And now uh, it goes to Apple, which is it's a big thing, man. It's a big thing in the industry. And uh, I'm, that, that we're kind of in this new phase where people are are back looking at the business of movies and how to roll out films. How else do you get a movie about a, a, a deaf family as they're trying to make ends meet? like become the talk of the world. Like there's no other way to do it than the Academy Awards and the whole awards process. And Kotzer's speech, very touching. You've seen him so far on the circuit. Obviously, it felt like the monologue from Yellowstone. I'm sorry. It was four <laughs> and a half minutes to talk about your love of film. I mean, come on. <laughs> when he mentioned his father, uh, there was a nice moment there from Kotzer. No Lorenz Tate shout out to the Postman. Didn't thank Lorenz Tate for the Postman. <laughs> Lorenz Tate. Um, what the hell happened to Power of the Dog? 12 nominations, one win. Campion wins for director, which was an absolute lock. But, I mean, that's kind of shocking to go one for 12. I, that reminds me of Gangs in Europe went 0 for 10, a film that I love. What happened? Kevin Costner, by the way, is still setting up that Best Director award. <laughs> He's still going. I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, Power of the Dog kind of feels like medicine. You're supposed to take this to like it and feel better. But if you really think about it, Robitussin is not that delicious. Like, it's... it's right. <laughs> This power of the dog is medicine and it's not enjoyable to go down. Like it is a tough watch. It goes in the box category of there will be blood and United 93 and movies that I never want to watch again. Uh, I, I think it's hard to win best picture when it's a film you never want to revisit as challenging and difficult to a watch at times as a movie like Moonlight can be or the Hurt Locker. It, you can go revisit it again and has 
I don't need to spend another two and a half hours watching that. I really don't. Hey, what are you doing, Cody? What are you doing, Adnan? You guys want to come over this weekend and check out Power of the Dog? <laughs> it's like it's about toxic masculinity and you know gender issues and uh, solving your sexuality and uh, Cody Smith McPhee poisoning rope. It's a really fun watch. You're gonna love. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Come on, the twist will have you uh, thinking afterwards. It's great. So that was I- one of the good lines by Wanda Sykes. She goes, "Oh, I mean, I loved watching." <laughs> What did she say? It's my third. Took me. Th- I, don't, I don't know. I screwed up the joke. But something about took me three times to watch Power of the Dog. Whatever. It was. Right, because it's yeah. medicine. That's exactly why. And so the nominees. I watched it three times, and I'm halfway through. Yeah, yeah. Or that, something thank like you, that. Chris. Thank you for cleaning me up. That was actually the joke. Um, worst <laughs> moment in memoriam. Okay, it's real simple. All you got to do, you show the people who passed away. You show clips of their great moments in film. Instead, we got a big song and dance here. Now, normally, as you know, Ben, there is someone there pouring a song, hallelujah, something like that, but then you go full to the images. Instead, this was more of the focus on the entertainers and like the choir singing and dancing. And like they're singing Spirit in the Sky. I'm like, what, what is going on here? Like, I thought, listen, I get you taking some big swings. It's different. I thought it was atrocious. Yeah, I think the actual direction of the Oscars was poor. We're talking a lot about the producing, but just the camera when. John Travolta and Uma Thurman come on stage dancing. I don't need a reaction shot of Reba Mac. Thank you. They did three cutaways. You got Guillermo del Toro, Daniel Kaluuya. I'm like, no, no, I want to see them no. dancing. Just give me that. Show them dancing. Show them dancing. Yeah. Um, and so I think it was a very poorly directed Oscar. Even the Will Smith speech, there was a, I don't know if this is my TV or yours. Isn't this a big Oscars oh. thing up, come up like a, well, I think there was a, uh, a wardrobe. What the hell was that? There was a wardrobe. No, there was a wardrobe malfunction. Uh, there was there was also a wardrobe malfunction when, when they cut to the Serena sisters. We don't need to go. It's anymore. tough. It's tough. It's tough direction there, right? From the actual show. So I agree. The wide shot of a choir, a more joyful uh, song to celebrate someone's life as something more ominous and, and sad. You know, everybody honors and, and celebrates life and death differently. And I think there, are you know, different ways that different cultures do that. And I think it's important to kind of bring all of that to the show sure but just the the wide shot couldn't even see the screen who's that guy he was cinematographer next 60s like um good line, got, by the way rachel zegler before i forget I, I didn't think i'd be here six days ago nice shot by rachel zegler good to get yeah. her involved yeah west side story i thought that would do better i liked your pick you had it for costume design i had dune costume design but i thought west side story wins down i would have liked to see that film do well i thought it was an excellent musical by Spielberg. oftentimes and this is a lesson learned out man because you know the knicks had a 330 game against <laughs> and they went for three in a row obi Toppin looks great in extra minutes so i've been a little distracted yeah. when you look at these categories like cinematography and costume design and production design it's less about the film and i really believe it's about the people who are being honored and what they mean in the industry right if you you know you look up who certain costume directors are have they been honored before i mean now that i look i was like oh wait that was hans zimmer score oh i should just yeah that was dumb i should have just given it to this dude so it, it's a lot of that uh oh gotta take a moment gotta shout out diane warren Oh, for 13. I love oh, Diane Warren. brutal, yeah. She's sweet. I've done a lot of fun interviews with her over the years. because Somehow not- you do from four good days. Music and lyrics, but she loses again. This time to Billie Eilish. Go ahead. It's tough. It's tough. She's in that Susan Lucci t- category right now. She's in that Glenn Close War. <laughs> Eventually, Lucci finally got one, okay? It's <laughs> tough. Hopefully, Diane will get one. So, Diane, and she's open about it, too. You get the Critics' Choice stuff. Like, she sends letters being like, I have never won. Please let me win. So... <laughs> Shouts out to Diane Warren, incredible talent. Comes up short once again. Hey, let's talk sports at the Oscars. You get three action sports bros. Shouts yes. out to 
to the bros, right? Tony Hawk, who is hopefully going to be on Cinephile soon. A great HBO documentary on his life. I just watched it on Saturday. Yeah, uh, yeah going to get a little sports there. Kelly, Kelly Slater, Slater throws some shots. One of, yeah. Kelly Slater, one of the voices from the 2008 animated hit Surf's Up, starring Shia LaBeouf <laughs> and Kayla. Yep. And uh, and love seeing Sean White. And then how about the queen of basketball, Steph Curry yes. and Shaquille O'Neal, executive producer of a film that wins for short documentary, continuing the tradition set by Kevin Durant and Mike Connolly last year, who were executive producers of the film that won for live action. Uh, right? Was uh, what was the film that won for la last year? Not live action. Yeah, live action short. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. It's two distant, distant strangers. Strangers. How to talk to strangers? It all blends. Sorry about that, guys. But yes, I, I I love the idea of of sports at the Oscars. You were there the night Kobe won. Adnan. Uh, we we've seen Alice and Janney win in recent years for the Tanya Harding movie. We saw Free Solo and Icarus and OJ Made in America. So we've seen sports at the Oscars more in the last ten years, and we saw it again last night with the Queen of Basketball. Good stuff there from the sports, and like you said, that sports angle involved. Animated feature film, and we'll close up shortly. I really was hoping you were going to be right. I went with the favorite, which was Encanto, which won. I prefer Mitchell's versus the Machines, which I love, but Flea gets three nominations and didn't win. That doesn't feel right. One of the most original, unique films of the year. Yeah, if you're getting nominated for Best Documentary and you're animated, I would think that that would sort of elevate you to a certain level. I thought that was the thought process behind it. But I think now, too, Adnan, in, in recent years, when we saw it with Parasite, you know, in 2020, um, boy, do the Oscars feel just global. You're getting movies that are crossing categories that are getting nominated in, in, in different places and for different reasons. Like, I love the fact that Drive My Car you know, is in the mix for director and picture and all these things. And I, I just love how global we're getting with it. That speech, that poor, that poor drive my car speech. They tried to end it on him twice because he kept doing the thing where he was like cheering to his crowd, mm -hmm. and they thought that he was done. So they started playing the music. He's like, "No, no, I'm still going." And then he did it again, and th they just they like, didn't even let him go for a third time. They're like, "That's it. We, we're not doing this again." No, we need we need more Smith, uh, time for Will Smith to have a therapy session. Yeah, That's all we need. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try to predict. We're not. We don't know what's gonna happen. What? what I think I don't think Will apologizes, right? Because as I said, I thought he should apologize to Rock, but I believe it was Roy, of course, Roy Bellamy from Levitard's show, who said his wife said, "Well, he didn't apologize because he didn't feel he had the need to apologize. He was upset. He stuck up for his wife. I'm not apologizing." So I don't see Will apologizing to Chris Rock. What do you think Chris Rock does? Does he does a stand-up special coming like Friday night, Radio City Music Hall? Like I'm really curious to see what Rock does because I don't think Will apologizes. He moves on. You don't think they maybe appear together on like SNL or something? SNL is going to tackle this for sure. I don't know. I hope that's how it ends. I hope it ends with Will Smith hosting Saturday Night Live and Chris Rock in the audience coming up there and them having some moment. That would be oh, amazing. He slaps him back or something. something. <laughs> that would be really something. Something. <laughs> but I, I don't I don't think so. I think this is actually going to Link. just kind of go away for the news cycles. Uh, you know, Drake says his mom taught him the 72 hour rule. You go to bed once, you're upset, you go to bed twice, you wake up, it's kind of over 72 hours later. And I think you're going to start your today's nuts, right? Oh yeah. You're going to lay oh. low, lay low. And maybe Chris Rock addresses it in a stand up special three yes. from now or something. And I, but I don't think it's going to continue in the news cycle this week or, or anything like that. So, some talk again, absurd. They take his Oscar away. He won the Oscar. He deserved to win the Oscar. You're not like, what are you talking about? Like, again, it's in the moment. Like, if if you had escorted, if security escorted him out of the building, okay. But like, it's over now. Like, to your point, he won the Oscar. He gave a great performance. He's an excellent actor. But, but can we take away? Can we take away 
Cuba Gooding Jr.'s Oscar for <laughs> Week Creepo Monster? Like <laughs> Billy Gill brought up a good point on Levitard show. They should have done a WWE thing where they handcuff him, put him in the cop car, and then when he wins the award, he busts out in like the entrance music and he comes back to give his speech, breaks out of like, you know. <laughs> well, how about this? He, he gets to keep the Oscar, but Ricky Gervais gets to roast him. All right. Ricky's coming next year. He gets five good minutes. <laughs> will, he will not touch your wife or alopecia. I will, he will not mention that, but he gets five good minutes, bro. He gets to attack you. He's going to go after your son and after Earth. If you can take five minutes of it, you keep the Oscar. <laughs> you got to get an after Earth reference in there somewhere, huh? How to get that in there? Stuff. The only worst moment for Will Smith. The only Great Ben lines. Uh, ben, what can you promote? Where are you these days? People want to know. They're asking me. I am Ben Lyons. As always, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram. What can you promote for us? Man, I got some free time now with the Knicks uh, not looking like uh, the postseason is in their future, you know? <laughs> um, but as you know, Adnan, I got a job with Embassy Row, and we're building some sports content. So I'll give you the very Hollywood uh, answer of I'm working on some exciting projects that I look forward to sharing with audience <laughs> soon. <laughs> <laughs> Just a total pros pro. And speaking of being a pros pro, of course, I was only at the Oscars ever completely due to Ben. For those that don't know the story, I start Cinephile with Dan Stanzik as on a lark with a nod to Metal Arc. It's just for fun. Ben happens to hear me on Rosillo. Hey, man, love your stuff. You and I are kindred spirits, sports guy, movie guy. Let's keep in touch. Absolutely. Later on, hey, you're going to come to the Oscars with me. Okay, sure. I've heard that before. This is Hollywood after all. And then Nick Khan calls one day. He's like, yeah, uh, I got this thing from the Academy. I'm like, this is unbelievable. Like, uh, a rare is a friend who is actually a man of his word, which you are. Yeah. We do the Oscars. Of course, we win an Emmy Award, and then we're back next year. And then not back, although you did return a few years later with Stephen A. Smith. I don't know any stories you can share from that. 2020, I'm on the golf course Friday afternoon thinking I'm not going to work that Oscars. I get a call from my agent. He says, you want to do the ABC after show with Maria Menounos and Stephen A. Smith. So I thought uh, sure. There was a connection with my phone, like Stephen Colbert, maybe, or I, someone in entertainment. No, Stephen A. Smith. Okay, great. So we're sitting there uh, through the, the rehearsal and the walkthrough on Saturday. And we're going through, they give you a binder, as you know, Adnan, that's like as size of my face. Right? And they said, uh, <laughs> I said, I said, so, uh, Stephen A., what, what movies are you really excited about? He said, well, I saw Harriet and I thought she was tremendous. But other than that, I haven't really seen much. And I was like, <laughs> huh, this is going to be an interesting Oscar Sunday. Apparently, he was able to watch a bunch of movies Saturday night and Sunday morning. We didn't go on late till later. And he said, I got to be honest, I saw parasites and they were inside the house and they were outside the house. That's what <laughs> you saw. But Quentin Tarantino, I got to be honest, you got you got Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. What more do you want? He was very <laughs> upset that night. He was very upset that Tarantino was robbed. Uh, and, and <laughs> He did not win best. Stephen A. Smith, big Tarantino guy. I'm a little surprised by that. By the way, speaking of, I retweeted Stephen A. today, of course, great video. He was like, man, Will Smith, got to be ashamed of yourself. Man, you're a great actor, but you're ashamed of you. You better be lucky Chris Rock ain't looking for you or one of Chris Rock's boys, man. You're lucky the way things worked out. <laughs> what I love about Stephen A. Smith is that I had worked with him, met him probably eight, nine times at ESPN LA. We did radio in front of, Staples Center with 2,000 Laker fans. Wouldn't know me from a hole in the wall. Did the Oscars together. 
Now when I see him, hey, movie man, Ben Lyons. What's yeah. up, Ben? He's me inspirational messages. He's supporting my voting initiatives. Like, I'm all in on Stephen A. the cinephile now. <laughs> the fact he's supporting the voting initiatives is amazing. Uh, and, of course, I'm sure Stephen A. loves your Knicks fandom as we and all by do. by the way, Adnan, yeah. I'm already working on getting us there next year. With this big Chris Rock, Will Smith news, I've already sent some emails at Metal Arc. Let's go. I was about to Let's say, get this going. Uh, ben did a lot to get me to the Oscars. At the very least, we should get Ben to the Oscars. And the three of us should be going. Ben, oh, well, you, go. you extend oh, yeah, the invite we'll to me. We got to get Chris Cody there now. Imagine Cody on the red yeah. carpet. Oh, oh my gosh! Talk about star power. Talk about like <laughs> a hold it moment. Like a hold it. You know, there's that leg moment at the Oscars with Angelina Jolie yeah. in that leg dress that has now influenced fashion forever. You know, there was that moment. Uh, on the red carpet where Sasha Baron Cohen was dressed as the dictator and he poured the ashes of Kim Jong-un onto like Seacrest. Yep. Remember that? He and now that, me. Right. And th- now he's on Cody peacocking wow. carpet. It fits right with those other things for sure. It Chris Gucci Cody. It's going to be a Gucci guy, right? <laughs> Gucci. <laughs> Gucci Cody. Forget about Gucci, man. It's Gucci Cody. We're working on it coming out next year. Metal I, would gladly, I would gladly be a production assistant on Cinephile <laughs> if you get a credential at the Oscars. Sign me up. Oh, whatever it takes to get us to the Academy Awards, we are down for that. The great Ben Lyons, as always. I am Ben Lyons. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram. A great friend, an excellent perspective. I, I liked his nuance and, and different approach to looking at what happened with Will Smith and Chris Rock. Beyond the humor, it is important to uh, just kind of look at the issue as it is. It's very complicated in many ways. Being sad. a celebrity is absolutely insane, okay? You, right. you have no idea what is happening on planet Earth because you live in the cloud. You live in the stars. Like, it is... You're 30 years now of being the biggest star in the world. That was like you're hanging out at your family picnic with your friends and you just slap someone because they said something. You have no idea where you are. These people are nuts. And I mean that in every like supportive way of understanding of not condemning him for being crazy, mental health stigma, all that. No, it is a lot. I don't understand how you can just go to Whole Foods and sensibly buy some kombucha and go home. Like you it's like playing the NFL. How do you tackle somebody on Sunday and then take your kid to school on Monday and get an offender bender and then like handle it well? Like, I don't know. I think we saw last night what happens to the world's biggest, most powerful, famous people when they short circuit. And it was scary, to be honest. Still a great night for the Academy. Still a great night. Still a great night. <laughs> Nobody will ever forget. You know, Ben and I used to be there at the most infamous moment the last 30 years. And, of course, the wrong name was read. The winner is La La Land. And, of course, it was Moonlight. But now we've been Moonlight won Best Picture. Oh, got to get back to one day. Back to that, like, broke the internet. We had no idea. Are you kidding? <laughs> last one. How and where were you watching? Because most of the night was pretty good. I texted Ben a couple of times, just checking in. I was texting with Cody a couple of times. Claire Atkins, you know, cinephile Ooh. family. I was actually pretty good. And then I had to ice my thumbs because for the next hour, it was just texting and tweeting and going nuts. Where were you actually able to watch and enjoy? With your parents, as you said, right? <laughs> yeah, I was sitting, sitting on the couch, um, sitting on the couch with my parents watching the show. And around nine o'clock, I uh, got a little bit of a, I don't say argument, but kind of a back and forth with my dad about putting the picture in picture on for Stanford, Texas, the elite <laughs> in the women's. Uh, Dude, you have been a tournament. champion of women's basketball. Always. I There's love no the Stanford that. Cardinal. I love Haley Jones. I love Cameron Brink. That seems great. And uh, I wanted to keep uh, keep an eye on, on Stanford who got it done and they're heading back to the final four. So we had a little picture in picture going. Uh, on the Oscars. Well, I just imagine your dad being like, if it was the Red Sox, that's okay. But Stanford, right. no. Stanford, no. 
That's what I said. I said if it was Red Sox, you know, uh, Brewers on a Sunday night, you would put it on. <laughs> I mean, I remember the fact that Bello went down to Miami and gave the Heat like 45. I remember being oh, in the enough. production enough. truck for the E Channel and have them put that on the screen. That was a great night, Cody. <laughs> I think it was the night mm-hmm. when James Franco hosted. I was watching Mello give uh, LeBron the business. So, yeah, that was me last night sitting on the couch and. As you know, um, you know, the winner for Best Actress is our neighbor. So very excited yes. to see Oscar back uh, back in the neighborhood here in Midtown. Yes. Thank you for closing for that. There's always one award you say, hey, listen, if it happens, I would be elated. I would be so thrilled. Yes, I care unnaturally about this. And I was telling my wife, Eamon, I said, listen, Ben's going to lose his mind. It's not going to happen. If Kristen Stewart wins for Spencer, she's carrying the torch for that movie. Still a great film. And I hope people do check it out because you, you did champion that from the beginning. It's no secret that I love Kristen Stewart. I love her talent on screen. I've enjoyed our interviews over the years. Uh, I think she's an incredible talent. You saw it on full display in Spencer. I love a biopic that chooses just uh, to bookend someone's life, like a window into their life. You can't do the whole cradle to grave, but you can say, we're going to take some dramatic license with this one weekend, and it'll give us some insight into a public figure that we thought we knew something about, but maybe we can learn a deeper layer about them. And she brought out everything in Diana. Some of the scenes are really tough to watch with the pliers on her porcelain skin. Her eating pearls and pea soup was haunting. It took me back to Black Swan. I thought it was uh, a beautifully directed film. I was surprised it didn't get more attention uh, for whether it was, you know, the writing or the editing or, or um, even the costumes. But uh, a tour de force performance and a reminder to all the haters out there, all the people who don't understand why she has this passionate fan base, why she is the talent that she is for the last 25 years making movies. um, You know, it's a reminder. And and, and it's just to let everybody know that she's one of the best doing it. And, And I've seen that in her for a long time. I met her before Twilight, guys. Like I did a lot of stuff with her on Into the Wild, which it's a beautiful performance and, and one of my favorite films. And so I'm so happy for her that she's gotten this recognition. Uh, It's unfortunate she didn't win, but uh, such is my life, right? Where my homie who I've known now for 15 years, he doesn't win and my neighbor wins instead. So I I feel I'm just fine, you know? I remember how pumped you were with Emma Stone when Emma Stone loves you. She was like, I'm like, she's going to run to you. Like, bam, we did it. I was pumped for Cruella. I used used to play chess with her online all the time. We did house money together. She's good at Brick Breaker on Blackberry. (laughs) Brick Breaker all-star, that girl. Um, but Kristen Stewart and you know what? I also want to praise her for the way she handled herself throughout this award season from doing press with her. The reason why we have a good relationship is because I treat her like a normal person and, and you're a, in a fishbowl, especially when you're young in Hollywood and, and she went through it on those twilight movies and snow white movies and all that stuff. So to see her gracefully handle an awards campaign, I thought was amazing. And, uh, I'm really proud of her and I hope people go see the film. The film is incredible. Uh, last thing here, my boy Cabby, who uh, obviously is the best. A lot of last things. Yeah, last- a lot of last things here. But this yeah. is actually important because he just texted me. He said, I'm slowly reading Will's book. He continually refers to himself as a coward for not protecting his mother when his father raged with domestic violence in the 70s and 80s. We are at a time must protect black women. Not, not exonerating, but again, if you're looking for Will Smith, his background, where he's coming from, Maybe that's a part of it as well. A deeper understanding. We're so quick to, to, to put up tweets and to throw memes and to crack jokes. But there is a lot going on here that is even bigger than Will Smith in, in some ways. And, uh, and, and I, I think that's a, a very important thing to go back and revisit this morning. 
Only he knows his wife's true feelings about alopecia. Ultimately, I do think Chris Rock is getting a deserved amount of praise for a chin of granite. That guy can take a smack. My man, Ben Lines, breaking it down like nobody else. Ben, you're the best. Can't thank you enough. Next year, you, me, Cody, red carpet. Let's do it. Get the Gucci ready, Cody. Get the Gucci ready. We're coming. 